Hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me on this next episode of Talking Shit with Heather. Today's special guest is Dr. Debbie Sibler. Um, she'll be talking about post-betrayal uh, syndrome. Um, I actually first met her last year on Dr. Amy Apigian's um, Biology of Trauma Summit. And I mean, first off, she had so many amazing speakers, but I think Dr. Debbie, and even when I met her last year at my chair, I fangirled a little bit. I saw her walk in the door and my heart kind of skipped a beat. And I was like, oh my God, it's her. I just, you know, through all the people who spoke on that summit, like your material, just like an arrow to my heart. And um, I, it's still in the back of my brain. I still want to actually do more work around this because I think it's just so important. But before we jump into that, um, so I'm Heather Gray with Discovering Health. And I work with um, professional motivated men and women with Lyme who are over being told that their health issues are in their head. I help them to address their embarrassing gut issues, conquer their brain fog, and reduce chronic pain naturally so they can get back to having a productive, joy-filled life. Now, what does it mean, talking shit? Why the name? So there's two reasons for that. Um, one is kind of tongue-in-cheek, right? Because um, sometimes I have other practitioners on here, and we are literally talking about coffee enemas and bowel movements and parasites and all the fun things that is poop because poop is such a great indicator of what's going on inside. Um, the other part is, is, is just like, so what Dr. Debbie's going to be bringing is that, that shit storm story, right? That story that got us to doing what we do. The majority of us alternative healers have a tendency to have a backstory on why we do what we do. And that's, that's the stuff I want to bring to the light because that's when we can heal is when we bring the stuff out of the darkness and we talk about the hard stuff. And I think that's when I fell in love with you so much, Dr. Debbie, is because you're a lot like me and you just, you kind of put it out there, right? You're like total transparency, total vulnerability, um, because that's the only way people can resonate and hear their stories. And I didn't even put a word to what the heck was going on. And so you put a word to it. I'm like, post-betrayal syndrome. I'm like, oh. mm -hmm. Enough about me. Let's let's get into you and, and let's hear some of your shitstorm story and um, a little bit about your background. You, you've got um, two international best-selling books. Um, uh, 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 I got them here. Got Trust again and from heart to healed. Okay, that's incredible. <laughs> and then um, you've got a very popular, very. I'm I'm so blessed that you're on my podcast because I'm nowhere in the league that you are. And, oh. No, Maybe someday you can have me on as a guest, but uh, tell us a little bit about that as well. So just uh, take it away, Dr. Debbie. Of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much. So looking forward to our conversation. You know, post-betrayal syndrome is, well, here's the thing. Betrayal is, is not the kind of topic where you're like, oh, you know what? I want to study betrayal. No, you study it because you have to. And it's my 30th year in business. And as life would change, well, so would business. So I was in health and then mindset and then personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, thought I did everything I needed to do to heal. And then a couple of years later, it happened again. This time it was my husband. That was the deal breaker. So I got him out of the house and here I was thinking like, okay, well, what's similar to these two? Of course me, but what else? And I realized, you know, boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my own needs seriously. And I really am one of those believers. And I imagine you are too. If nothing changes, nothing changes. So I was the one who's going to make these changes. So I thought about it 
And I was like, you know, a book wasn't going to get me out of this mess. Like I needed a whole PhD in it. So I enrolled in a program and it was a, a PhD in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing so much. I didn't even understand what was happening. He was too on his own, wasn't really ready to look at that. And then it was time to do a study. So I study betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life. And when you say post-betrayal syndrome, that was one of the discoveries. I'm happy to share all of them if that would serve. Oh, absolutely. I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated by you. I'm fascinated by this story and I'm fascinated by this work. So yeah, absolutely. Please. Sure. So at first I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth because betrayal is such a dark topic. I'm always looking for the transformation piece, the upside, you know? So I was studying, okay, betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't familiar, I kind of look at post-traumatic growth as the upside of trauma, what that trauma has led to whether it's death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, whatever. It leaves you with a new insight, awareness, perspective. But I had been through death of a loved one and I had been through disease. And since this is a health group, I had peritonitis, uh, which I was, in, I was in the ICU for 11 days, miracle I'm alive. That's a whole other story. Um, so, so, but I was like, no, betrayal feels very different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for everyone else. So I asked my study participants and I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, is it different for you? Hands down unanimously. So oh my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self is shattered. You know, think about it. Rejection, abandonment belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. These things aren't really that affected. Let's say if you lose your stuff in a house fire, you know what I mean? But with something like betrayal, they are. So it didn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. It, it was like, yeah, you need to rebuild your life, but you also need to rebuild the self. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, PBT, which is the complete and total rebuild of your life and yourself after an experience with betrayal. So that was the first discovery. Absolutely. I remember listening to you on her summit and that's, that's what clicked for me is because I've had, you know, chronic Lyme disease, celiac, endometriosis, Hashimoto's, you know, the list goes on, mm -hmm. but it was the, the crap from my childhood. It was my mother who was a bully. It was a, you know, my father who betrayed me. It, 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 it does, mm -hmm. it takes you to your core to oh, the yeah. point where you start to peel back these layers and you, I almost went through like an identity crisis for a short period of time. Cause I was like, Okay, without this trauma, you know, who the hell am I? Well, and it's interesting that you say that because betrayal really lends itself to creating an entirely new identity. You take all the parts you love and you leave behind everything that no longer serves. And you create a version of you that never would have had the opportunity to be created if that didn't happen. So the strongest people I know have been through the worst and the darkest, you know, of times because they have that perspective. They know what pain is. They know what trauma is. So they know how, you know, how to, uh, they may not have the steps how to move through it, but they know it's got to be better than that. And that's a great starting point, right? When it can't get worse, it can only get better. So the second, um, and I think your audience would really appreciate this one. The second discovery was 
we actually discovered there is this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And by this point, I don't know, maybe we have like 80,000 plus people who've taken the post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And a few things about that. The first thing is uh, we've been taught, you know, time heals all wounds. I have the proof that when it comes to betrayal, that's not true. It's just not. There's a, um, there's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And Heather, people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago, I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 40 years ago, I can still feel the hate. My betrayal happened 10 years ago, feels like it happened yesterday. So we know that it's a very different experience with betrayal. You cannot count on time. You can't count on a new relationship healing it either. And every few months, I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. I'm happy to share them if you want. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Absolutely. Okay. Because it would be really awkward and weird if you said no. (laughs) Okay. All right. So now imagine men, women, just about every country is represented, right? And this is out of 80,000 people or so. 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 80% are hypervigilant. Like what does that do to your nervous system right there? 94% deal with painful triggers. And those triggers can take you right down. These are the most common physical symptoms. And I bet the majority of your audience is feeling some of these. 71% have low energy. 68% have sleep issues. 63% have extreme fatigue. Your adrenals have tanked. That's what that is. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort. 45% have digestive issues. 45%. And that could be anything. Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea, you name it. What I find so interesting about the gut issues is this. Think about what the, what the gut does. Digests, absorbs, and processes food. Well, isn't a betrayal difficult to digest, absorb, and process, right? Any wonder why the gut is off? Okay. Um, The most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed. 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief. 68% are unable to focus. 64% are in shock. 62% can't concentrate. So you can't concentrate. You have a gut issue. You're exhausted. You still have to go to work. You still have to raise your kids. You still have to move through your day. That's not even emotionally. Emotionally, 88% experience extreme sadness. 83% are really, really angry. Really common to bounce back and forth between those two. 82% feel hurt. 80% have anxiety. 79% are stressed. Just a few more. Here's why I wrote the book, Trust Again, Ready. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. You know what's even crazier about those stats? First of all, you didn't hear me say one thing, 20%, 30%. These numbers are high, right? Now, here's what's even crazier. These stats aren't necessarily from a recent betrayal. This can be something that happened 40, 50 years ago, like you talked about your mom, right? Any, some of these symptoms can be left over from way back then. So think about this, that person, whether it's that girlfriend, boyfriend in high school, that parent, whatever, may not even know, care, or even remember. And here we are decades later with these symptoms. That's the crime. 
You know what pisses me off is there was a, a famous, uh, you know, on TV shrink, you know, Dr. Phil, and he always talks about, you got to rise above your raising. You know, my mom used to parrot that to me all the time. And now I swear to God, if I ever met him, because no, it's bullshit. And that's, that's harming messaging, keeping people thinking that they're weak or that there's something wrong with them, that they can't move past this. Cause no, it gets stored in your nervous system and that messaging is bullshit. And so I'm yeah. just glad that there are people like you that are bringing this to the light and saying, no, this is a, this is a real thing. It's a real thing. The good, the good part of it is you can heal from all of it. Absolutely. So it is real, but that doesn't mean you have to keep it, you know, and, and people get so angry because they're like, are you kidding me? I mean, seriously, I'm carrying this for 50, 60 years, but here's the good news. You can keep it going for another couple of decades, or this could be the day where it's like, wow, you know what? I, I, I make those changes and, and start, start the healing process, but you can't change what you're not aware of. So if this was a great big awakening for you, you know, okay, well then it's let the healing start here. Well, how many of you are going to be watching this? You know, how many of you dealt with some sort of a betrayal, right? Something that you're carrying around that when you think about takes you right back to that same day, mm -hmm. those same visceral reactions, the triggers, you know, how many can relate with the, the list of symptoms that she read off, you know? So, yeah. Well, and, and that's also how, you know, you haven't healed. If you're <laughs> just brought, brought right back there, you know, there's work to do. Oh yeah. We were talking. Did you notice I started tearing up a little? I'm like, choke it back, Heather, choke it back. And then that was the next thing I was like, Oh, I definitely have got to look at this. Cause I'm, there's still, there's still work for me to be done. Well, that's it. Because like, there are some people like, no, I'm, I'm fine. As long as I don't see that person. No, you're not. That doesn't mean you're healed. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Or I'm fine. As long as I'm not triggered. No. That's not healing. Healing is when the, like those triggers come and the, the emotional charge is gone. And here's like, if, if I were to have like a timeline, it, it looks like this. First, there's this deep sadness. Like, how can you do this to me? And then it moves to like anger. Like, really? How can you do this to me? And then it's, and then this is going to sound weird, but there's this place where it's almost like pity. Like, really? That's what you have to do. And that's so important because when you move from anger to pity, anger, it's like you're in the picture, you're in it, you don't even know, and you're just reacting. Pity is almost like you step out of it and you look and you're like, that's what you have to do. That's so, you know, and then you move to compassion. When you're in compassion, you're good. So anybody listening to this, if you are not in compassion, if you were in any of those others, there is work to do. I'm happy to share the third discovery if you want. Absolutely. Right. For me, this was the most exciting. I mean, in the geekiest way, I thought my head was going to fly right off my body. And what we, yeah. And what we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal and by fully heal, I mean symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, like I just shared to that completely rebuilt state of post-betrayal transformation. If we're going to go from one to the other, we're going to move through five proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Oh. Healing is entirely predictable. I'm happy to share the stages. Please. Okay. So they're totally mapped out in trust again. It's what all of our coaches are certified in. It's what we teach within the PBT Institute. But I'm going to give you like a distilled version right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stage one is like a setup stage. And if you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with everybody, me too, was this real heavy lean on the physical and the mental, 
thinking and doing and kind of neglecting or ignoring the emotional and the spiritual feeling, right? Feeling and being right. (laughs) And you know why we do this? We do this because we have so much to do. Feeling takes time. Mm -hmm. So we almost shut it down so we can get more done, you know? And, and it's, and it's not without a price. I mean, that, that was me, four kids, six dogs, a business, like who had time to feel anything. Right. So (laughs) I get it. Yeah. But, but picture a table with, with only two legs, it's easy for that table to topple over. And that's us stage two, by far the scariest of all of this, of the stages. And this is shock. This is D-Day discovery day. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. They are headed your way. Autoimmune, autoimmune, autoimmune. Yeah, right? Your mind, it's like, you cannot wrap your mind around what you just learned. This makes no sense. It's like, what? And your whole worldview is, has been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model. It's the rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. Don't go there. Trust this person. This is how life works. Huh. Your mind's right? not supposed to treat you that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? And in what, think about it. In one like life-altering moment, every rule you've, you've felt to be or you believed was real and true is no longer. The bottom's bottomed out and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. So this is terrifying. But think about it. If the bottom bottomed out on you, what would you do? You grab hold of whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. That's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Here's the trap though. Stage three, by far, hands down, is the most common place to get stuck. I, I was just thinking that right even before you said it, because yeah. It's, it, it, it is. And here, and here's why. And that's why I want you to, everybody listening, try to imagine, is this the stage that you're in? And there's a really good chance it is. Here's why. Think about it. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you're like, okay, okay, I got this. And because we don't even know there's a stage four or stage five. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we figure, well, I better plant some roots here and figure out how to make this work. And then four things happen. We're not supposed to stay here, but we don't know that. Four things happen. The first thing is we start getting all these small self-benefits. You know, you get your story and it's a good one, right? You get to be right. We like that. We get someone to blame. That feels good. We get a target for our anger. We get sympathy from everyone we tell our story to. And in some way, this feels good. So we plant deeper roots. We're not supposed to. We don't know that. And now that we're here longer than we should be, well, the mind starts doing things like, well, you know, maybe you deserved it. Maybe you're not all that great. Maybe what they said is true. You know, and so we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to be here, but we don't know that. Now, think about it. Because these are the thoughts you're thinking, well, this is the energy you're putting out. So like energy attracts like energy. So now you're calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards you to confirm, yep, this is where you belong. Gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go. 
we have, we resign ourselves. We're like, this stinks, but I have to get through my day. So right here, we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keep, keep you, anything, right? Think about to numb, avoid and distract ourselves from this painful place. So think about it. We do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years, 25 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV, that drinking, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. You say it happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. It, it was amazing how small I made my world because it did feel good to be there and to be validated. And then, and then I was reacting all the ways to all these other different situations. And so then I just kept making my world smaller and smaller. It's like collapses on yourself. So yeah, absolutely. And then think about it. Then you have your group because the misery loves company crowd. They come around now. (laughs) Right. And, and here's the problem with that too. The wrong support does way more harm than good, because if that's the group you find yourself in, think about what you do. I did two TEDx talks. The first one was on stop. It was called stop, stop sabotaging yourself, because here's what happens. If you grow, you don't belong, right? If that group is just there, right? So, so you find uh, you'll sabotage yourself because you don't want to lose your people. So this is why stage three by far is the most common stage to get stuck in. That's why I wrote from hard to healed. I'm like, I can't believe, I mean, there are these five stages, but everyone is winding up in stage three. So from hard to healed is just for stage three. They needed their own book. You anyway. talk about hardened and I did, I walked around with like, I'll cut you, I'll cut you, you yeah, know, mentality. Yeah. <laughs> I was so... That's it. And, and we're fighting for our life right there. We're surviving and that's it. And we're like, we're striving for fine. I'm fine. Really fine. That, you know, is that as good as we're going for fine is your starting point. That's not like what we strive for. Anyway, if you're willing, willingness is a huge word here. If you're willing to let go of the small self benefits and everything you get from it, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Just in that decision, you're turning down the stress response. You know, you're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you've been creating in stages two and stage three. Stage four is like, if you've ever moved, like if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, all your stuff's not there. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. You know, that's the feeling of stage four. Like, you know, you don't have it all figured out, but it's going to be okay. But what's really interesting about stage four is if you were to move, you don't take everything with you, right? Like you don't take the stuff that doesn't represent who you want to be in that new space. And what I found was if your friends weren't there for you, you don't take them with you from stage three to stage four. If they don't rise, they don't come. I see this all the time. Anyway, when you're making stage four cozy, you're making it mentally home, you move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. You know, you're surviving. Now you do. The mind is healing. You're making new rules. You're making new boundaries based on what you see so clearly now. And you have a new worldview based on the road you just traveled. And the four legs of that table in the beginning It was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages.
that's absolutely that is just beautiful i just <laughs> well you know what's so great about it because everybody knows just from hearing this they can identify where they are and here's the thing healing's a choice there's a roadmap now so now you're you're saying i would rather stay stuck and miserable with everything that i have and all these symptoms and everything else because even though there's a predictable roadmap i don't want it and and that's really common too and you know why we we have it all figured out we have our our lives our people our everything and if we change it will create a shakeup yeah. so we avoid that i've been in stage four for some time now and sometimes i want to admit it gets lonely as fuck mm -hmm. you know i look around and i'm like especially with social media sometimes you can make it harder because you get all those pictures of friends and doing things and they're being invited and I wasn't, but then I had to remind myself, actually, my husband keeps reminding me, Heather, the reason why you're so lonely is because you chose to shake things up. You chose to up level, which means that you left those people behind yeah. and be now being a part of Mindshare, now being a part of some of these other cool groups that I'm, I have been up leveling and I have been meeting a new group of people who are taking responsibility for their, for their life, for their actions, for their mental and their physical well-being, their spiritual. And it, and even just these, these small connections, they're so nourishing, so much more than just the little misery loves company crowd, right? That you mm -hmm. get those little hits from, like, this is nourishing on a whole nother level. Like folks, yeah. seriously, those that are stuck in three, you know, four can seem a little on the scary side. And sometimes it takes a minute. It, it's so worth it though. It is so yeah. freaking worth it. But it's so important what you said, because, you know, the it, when we're headed for growth, we will sabotage ourselves to prevent outgrowing our group. And one of the biggest ways we don't do this, this is a pro tip here, everybody, you find your people, because if you find your people, you find your group that, that, that you resonate with, that you just, you play a bigger game with, you feel better when you're with them, you can love and appreciate the other people for who they are, but you're just playing, you know, in a different pool and it really, it doesn't, it doesn't sabotage you. You won't sabotage yourself because you have what you need and you can sort of visit or hang out with these people, whatever it is, but it doesn't, it won't sabotage you. I found that to be such a game changer. And the energy is so different. So like, even when I was at Mindshare, there was some old stories playing out and I saw mm -hmm. them come to light being around this like healthier group of people. Right. But the energy. So like when I would say something that was kind of wrapped in that old energy, it didn't land with these folks like it did with the other folks. And it yeah. was like an instant feedback loop. I was like, oh, that's old Heather playing small games. Like what the yeah. hell is that? Yeah. But it was just yeah. so fascinating to watch that, that game and, and, but it's just more confirmation of just how far I've come, right? And how I am going on the right path. And, and that these, these people and this, these experiences are, are, are there just more as affirmation of, yes, keep going. Yes, keep going. And I'll, and, and I'll say, as an outsider, like looking at you, I remember when you came in and you're already so different. You know, there was like, I remember it was sort of like, you know, you, you seemed like you, you felt like the outsider, like, can I be in this group? You, you know, kind of thing. And now you're, you're just in, right? It's just, that's, what, <laughs> that's just what happened. And like, I feel like with me, I, I knew the secret handshake or something from years ago and, and I'm just never leaving because I can't come back. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, it really is about whatever group, you know, has you 
playing a bigger game. It makes such a difference. And you see different aspects of yourself that you didn't even know you had. And on those days where you're like, can I really do that? It's so helpful to see these people doing it and so much bigger. And you're like, wow, they're doing that in their business with their, you know, their group. Maybe I, I can do that too. It just has you up leveling in so many different ways. Absolutely. Awesome. So what are you promoting right now? I mean, I know you had a couple of books in your hand or is it your podcast? What is it? What beautiful, awesome thing are you wanting to throw out into the world right now? Yeah, we're, you know, there's a lot going on because we ha- in the PBT Institute, we, first of all, there's, there's no place like it because this is research-based proven. All we do is have people come in at, they're at stage two or stage three. We find out what stage they're at and then they take the appropriate classes, move through the appropriate programs, see the coaches that we have. They're all certified to move them to stage four, five and beyond. So we have all different kinds of programs. And now we even have a program for the betrayer. Now, I'm not talking about the betrayer who's just on to the next. No, that's not that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the betrayer who realized, oh, my gosh, I blew up my life and I hurt and devastated, broke the heart of the person and the people who loved me, who counted on me, who trusted me. It's for that person, because here's the thing. And I get this all the time. People say to me, can betrayers change? Well, you know, I'm, I'm living proof of that in that rebuilding, first of all, rebuilding is always a choice, whether you rebuild yourself and move on. And that's what I did with my family. It was not an option to rebuild with them. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something entirely from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. That's what I did with my husband. Because two completely transformed people not long ago, we married each other again you know, new rings, new vows, new dress, and our four kids, our bridal party. So, you know, people ask me all the time, how can you do that? Well, I never would have done that if it was the same person. For sure. But just as I became entirely new, you know, and, and, and so did he. And it is possible. I see it every day within the Institute. So we have a program for the betrayer as well. Um, yeah, no intermingling within the community because that may be too triggering for some of our members, but they have access to coaches. They have access to me. They have access to programs too, so that they, they really understand what betrayal uh, is and what it does and what, what it's caused and what they can do to heal it. So um, we have a lot going on in the Institute. It's amazing. Incredible. How do they find you? Yeah, everything is at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com. Awesome. And that'll all be in the show notes. So when this all comes together, it'll be there easy to find. I highly, highly recommend taking that quiz, right? It'll give you uh, some great ahas and openings, you know, just to see, is this the next step for me? Is the next layer to pull back? You know, I have found that people that have got chronic illnesses for a really long time, and that is the piece that they have definitely left out. And um, that's why at the time I was jumping on and, and did a lot of Dr. Amy's work, um, you know, really moved some stuff out of my nervous system. But like I said, seeing those tears come up, you know, when we're talking, like I said, it's still another, another area I need to feel back. And I, I most definitely am hoping within the next year to be able to jump in and, and do some work around that with you, Dr. Debbie. So thank you for all the beautiful stuff that you're, you're putting out in the world. Like I, from the bottom of my heart, like I just, I can't even, I'm, I'm speechless. I can't even like, just, just thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Stay tuned. Make sure to hit like and subscribe so you never miss an awesome episode.